0: Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible for working moms. Yes, even for you. I'm your host, fellow working mom, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life, and to help you be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to build a life that rocks? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today because today we have a very special guest and we are talking about health. Now, if you're new to the show, we tend to talk about eight different areas of life that we're trying to balance as working moms. I mean, I think just about all of us are doing something in one of these eight areas, and they're your faith, your marriage, parenting, career, home, health, finances, and lastly, friends and fun. And today, we are talking to Lindsay Young from Lindsay Lives Well, and she's going to be giving us some tips on how we can keep motivated for our health goals for the new year, because you know what? It's February, (laughs) and this is the time when motivation starts to run out, or we think, you know, I really need to get a little bit more serious. So we are going to give you some really practical tips that you can be applying right away to everything that you're doing so you can really set yourself up for success. And speaking of setting yourself up for success, if you have not yet downloaded the Your Life Rocks app, I highly encourage you pause the show right now, go to your app store, and download the app. Inside of the app, not only will you have access to all of the podcast episodes, I mean, this is what? episode 180, something like that. There's a lot of past episodes for you to listen to, but you can also have access to the free weekly success planning course and the free weekly success planning tool inside of the app. And as we're talking about today, we're really talking about what to do with your obstacles that get in your way of you reaching your goals. And that's what that course is all about. Now, of course, Lindsay has some great things that she's offering as well. So you want to go to your Life Rocks Com, so, you can get links to everything that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Now, this is Lindsay's third time coming on the Your Life Rocks podcast. But if you haven't heard from her before, let me just tell you a little bit about who she is. Lindsay Young is a certified transformational nutrition coach and certified strength and conditioning specialist. She lives in Southern California with her husband and her three kids. And I have to tell you, the thing I love so much about Lindsay is she really knows her stuff and she specializes in helping busy women develop a nutrition and lifestyle plan that fits into their real life. I don't know about you, but sometimes those plans that are out there don't, (laughs) they don't take into account like the rest of life that happens, which I think is really something special about what Lindsay does. Now, her approach to wellness focuses on real food in a real-life context, and she helps her clients develop a modern approach to a healthy lifestyle that is sustainable and joyful and something that can really stick to, whether it's in their homes or out in the real world. She believes living well can mean eating chocolate and enjoying a happy hour. And because she just tells it like it is and is super helpful with everything she does, Let's get right into my interview with Lindsay so you can learn more about how you can stay motivated for your health goals this year. Lindsay Young, welcome back to Your Life Rocks. I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me, Jenny. I'm so happy to be back on the show. It is always so great to have you on the show because you bring so much wisdom, and especially today, I'm so excited to dive into this health topic and having healthy goals that you'll actually achieve because Mm -hmm. it's February now, and some of that motivation has kind of worn off from some of the health goals that we might have set at the very beginning of the year. But before we get into all of the goodness that you have for us today. Share with the audience what you have been up to since last time you were on. Oh, so I think that the last time I was on was February
1: of last year because I think I remember talking about our family getting in the groove with all of our spring activities. I've got three kids in baseball this year, so we're like crazy with that and all of their school and all of that stuff. Um, but on a, um, professional side, I have got my, I've got a fall winter meal plan that has, that I just, that came out kind of mid fall, um, that I'm really excited about. I feel like this has been, it's been such a great tool for so many women. I'm getting such great feedback on it because especially like you just said, this February. We're all motivated when we go into January. And then by February, we're losing some of that motivation and we need a little bit more help. Right. And I took all this information that women were telling me like okay they need a shopping list they need to know exactly like step by step they need to know what they can do on monday to make tuesday easier because they have baseball practice and put all of that into this fall winter meal plan and all of the foods are seasonal which is great because they're less expensive and they're easy to find you don't have to go you know shopping all over town to find these like specialty ingredients So yeah, so we've got, you know, busy, busy work life, busy family life. We're just, you know,
0: living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Baseball starts all the way in February. I guess it would, right? Like just Training and well yeah, and we live in Southern California, so the weather isn't really a factor, so that's true That's right. True. In, so yeah, absolutely you're not having the the polar vol vortexes I' not no which is the country you're having terrifying <laughs> <laughs> it really is it really is and back to your meal plans. I'm so excited that you're offering these because you the thing that I love about you is is that you're your health advice is so easy to follow, and it 's so realistic, which is why we 're having this conversation today. But the meal plans they 're delicious, and you really do make it easy i mean it 's not even just about the shopping list or what to prep I think that that 's the easy part, but the thing that you do that takes it that next step further is how you can build from like one day to the next day to really make things easy on yourself and to make it fit into your busy family lifestyle so Thank you so much for providing this kind of a, a, a piece. And we will link to it in our, in our show notes where everyone can go and find um, all of the information on how they can get the meal plans for themselves. But it's such a great tool that you are providing for busy women. So I just want to thank you so much for doing that. Oh you're welcome. I'm just
1: so glad that this is actually helping people. Every time I get a text from someone, you know, with a picture of the recipe they made or you know, I've had women tell me like my kids will actually eat this food and now yeah. we're all sitting down and eating a healthy meal together and I know that that's a victory, right? It's <laughs> a
0: huge victory. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And even just, you know, for people who are not that versed in in meal prep, which is such a huge part of achi- helping to achieve your health goals, with meal planning, I think that it, it takes some of that guesswork out. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. And, um, yeah, I'm so excited that you're, you're bringing this and for anyone who, who has not yet heard Lindsay on the show or anything, I highly encourage that you go back and listen to her other episodes and we'll link to those in the show notes as well, as well as her Instagram account. You guys, she has one of the very best Instagram accounts that I love to follow because <laughs> she's constantly sharing, not just like recipes and things like that, but like easy things that you can pick up at the store for snacks or while you're on the go and on the run. And I know a lot of our listeners, you know, like lunch breaks and things like that are kind of mythical, <laughs> um, uh, adventures in their life to be able to have that time to take, to have like a lunch break. And so I really love just some of those quick and easy tips that you share on your Instagram. So I want to encourage everyone to go and follow you over there. Thank you. I'm so glad you find that valuable. (laughs) I do. I do. And it's exactly for this reason, because you really make things so achievable. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today on the show is not only how to set those health goals so that you'll actually achieve them, but, you know, if you already have some of those health goals that are set that maybe you're kind of like, you know, motivation is a little lagging at this time going into the second month of the year, that this is really the things that are going to help to give you that second wind and help to get you there so you can actually achieve it. So as we're diving into this conversation, Lindsay, let's first start off by talking about those goals. And so what does it really look like to set a realistic health goal for yourself? That is such a great question. And I have women
1: ask me all the time, you know, they say their big dream goal, right? And then they say, but is that realistic? And that's a great question. Like, how do you, you know, set parameters on what is really realistic and unrealistic? And I think the best way to do that just practically is to take that big goal, you know, even if it feels audacious and outlandish to you and to break it down as small as it needs to be like, okay, that like, let's say you have a weight loss goal, right? And so if you Got this, you know, 50 pound weight loss goal for the year. Okay, so then how many pounds do you need to lose per month? And then how many do you need to lose per week? And when you see that number, like, okay, looking at that smaller, shorter term goal, is that realistic? And that can kind of help you realize, like, oh, okay, that can, you know, be just kind of a good reality check. And I think you can apply that to so many different other aspects too. Like, if you have a savings goal for your finances, or like, that's how I came up with my goal to read 30 books this year, right? Like, I, that wasn't just a random number. It was, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to, you know, read two and a half books per month, and then how much do I need to read per day? And, oh, okay, that I can do. So, and it's okay if, you know, if your goals are, if they, they scare you a little bit, right? If you look at that, whether it's a weight loss goal or some other health goal and you you're like, okay, well, gosh, that's going to be, that's going to require some discipline. That's going to require some accountability just because it requires those things doesn't mean that it's unrealistic, right? Right. And sometimes we have to, you know, when we're, we've got goals for ourselves, we have to step into another, like a greater version of ourselves, right? To, to reach that. And that, it doesn't mean that it's realistic. It just means that we have to change. And if we're, you know, if you're participating in this conversation and you have a health goal of you know, no matter how small or big it is, it's, there's a change you want to see in your body and in your health and in your life. So if you need, if you know, if you want to change, you have to make a change, right? So (laughs) something somewhere has to change in your habits. Um, And so, yeah, so with that kind of question, like, What does it look like to set realistic goals? I think just another kind of place where you can check yourself is to, you know, as Christians be considering, okay, what do like, what do kingdom habits look like? Right. And are we part of a kingdom that is intentional and thoughtful, or are we just looking for fast and easy and, you know, just like, of course, we all want a quick fix in so many aspects of our life. But I think when we look at Jesus and we look at, you know, really what kinds of qualities do we possess as a child of God, like, okay, it does need to be intentional and thoughtful and more long term than just our immediate quick fix.
0: Mm, that's really good. So, one of the things that you said that I wrote down, like in big, bold letters, and I just want to repeat it really quick because I think it's so valuable that, that people latch on to this idea is that you have to step into a greater version of yourself in order to achieve that goal that you want for yourself. Cause I think it's, it's sometimes it's easy to say, this is the goal and this is what I want and it, we can visualize it and we can, you know, do all of those things of, of goal setting. But then when it comes to like that practical piece, once things get a little hard, we start to hit a little bit of resistance or it just doesn't always feel like, you know, like if you say, you want to wake up early and start working out when the alarm goes off at four 30 in the morning or five o'clock in the morning to work out, it's, it doesn't feel as good as when you were setting the goal. Right. So I love kind of starting with that mindset of realizing you're going to have to step into that greater version of yourself. I think that that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And even with setting the realistic goals, I think that that knowing my audience well and and the chatter that goes on in our and our facebook group and everything is that sometimes it's not a matter of setting goals that scare us it's about setting goals that might really just be unachievable like like an understanding How much we're really able to do? I know, I know. For me, like when you hear people say, "Well, like a healthy weight loss is like one to two pounds a week." To me, when I look at how much weight I want to lose, it's like, "Well, that's going to take me an eternity," and (laughs) I'm not motivated (laughs) by that at all. Why can't it be ten pounds a week? That would be ideal. I could stick to something for like a couple weeks, but realizing it's really to take those lifestyle changes can be a little bit more difficult. So, what advice do you have for someone when we're talking about realistic goals that are more of like the overachiever? big goal setters. Um, so are you asking kind of like specific or like
1: what would be, um, yeah. Cause I think sometimes,
0: you know, we, we set these real, we set these goals saying, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to lose 10 pounds this month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, we think that maybe that's realistic, but maybe it's not, how do we know the difference? Like, how do we, how do we not set huge goals that might be unmotivating if we come to the end of the month and maybe we only lost like five pounds instead of the 10 pounds? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. So kind of like first circling back to what I said before with
1: breaking it down, like if you've got that goal for 10 pounds for the month, right? And then looking at that, okay, what does that mean for a week? And then looking at okay, so this is, you know, if I'm going to have to lose two and a half pounds per week in order to get there, okay, what are the, like, what are the habit changes I'm going to have to make in order to get to that point? And am I willing to do those things? And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you taking longer to reach your goals, right? Like I, will often use this illustration with my clients where I say, you know, if you're going on a cross country road trip, there are different ways to go about it, right? You can put the pedal to the metal, only stop to pee and get there like really fast, right? Or you can stop and get out and sightsee a little bit and, you know, enjoy yourself a little bit more along the way. And it can take you longer to get there, but you'll get there eventually, right? So with my clients, I take the same approach. I tell them, you know, if you want to have a little bit more restriction. If you want to, you know, enjoy yourself a little bit less when it comes to, you know, gatherings and outings and parties, like you can still get there. Right? It just might take you a little bit longer. And are you okay with that? Because some people are, they would rather have it be a more enjoyable journey. Um, and I think also just remembering that um, you can always reassess, right? Like if you said, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in this month and you've been stalled in your weight loss for six months up to that point, like, well, maybe we're not going to just all of a sudden flip a switch, right? So if you get two weeks into that month and you're like, I've only lost one pound, like it's okay to reassess and set a new goal. And that doesn't mean that you're a failure, but you're still in that habit of goal setting and working towards something and being intentional as opposed to just, throwing it out, you know, throwing it out and saying like, well, then screw it. I won't do anything at all.
0: Mm, that's a great perspective of just, you know, what would be, what, what would you do instead? Like <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. not going to be working towards your goal, then, you know, what's the alternative? I think that that's a great perspective to have. So what do you think keeps us from following through on our health goals? Like we've, we've set the goal, we've kind of broken it down. We've identified the behavior changes that we need to have. What are those things you think that, that kind of get in the way? Mm-hmm. Good question. I've got, so I've got four things
1: that I think really, really keep us from following through on our health goals. And the first one is not being clear on our why. And We, so I've been going through, I have a Facebook group also, and I think we have like 350 women in this Facebook group. And at the beginning of the year, I decided I wanted to try to connect with every woman in the Facebook group personally, like reach out to them on messenger and ask them, you know, what are their goals? What are they working towards? And with every single person when they would, you know, it's like such a variety, right, of things that came back, all these different goals that all these women have. And the first question I asked was, why is that important to you? Why are you pursuing that? What is the, you know, what, how is your life going to benefit behind that? And so many of these women had no idea why they had the goal that they had. Right. And Interesting. I think we need to, when we don't have that emotional attachment to the reason why we're making the changes, we're never, forever, ever going to stick with it. Right. And so they need to be, you know, you need to have that like go a little bit deeper instead of it just like, Oh, well, my doctor said I need to lose 10 pounds or, Oh, I don't know. It just seems like everybody's doing that right now. Or, you know, you need to have an emotional attachment to it because like I said before, like if you're going to change your body and your health, like, something in your life has to change and that's going to be uncomfortable. Anytime we're changing habits and we're trying to create a new lifestyle, there's discomfort in that, right? So if you're not clear on why you're doing that and that huge emotional, you know, and physical benefit in your life, then you're just, you know, probably not going to stick to it when times get tough.
0: Mm, and I like the way that you even dialed that down even a little bit further to say, how is it going to impact your life when you reach mm-hmm. that goal? I think that that gives it so much more like the why so much like bigger breath to be able to to live and for you to really think about all of the different ways that achieving that goal is going to benefit you i mean you know when we think about like losing weight for example and you think about like well, i'll have more confidence or i'll be able to wear the things i want to wear but even just you know the way that your health changes the way that your energy level changes playing with your kids intimacy with your spouse like it affects so many different things when you can start to really i think, visualize all of the impacts it can have, it, it makes it mean so much more than just a random number that you threw out. Yeah, absolutely. And I
1: encourage my ladies, you know, I say, spend a little time here and think about how you will feel when you achieve that goal. Mm. You know, what kinds of emotions will you experience? Because that's, you know, a huge part of it is just being able to to kind of put yourself in the shoes of your future self having already succeeded and to have that feeling and that will help keep you you know committed to those goals.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. All right, so number 1 is getting really clear on your why. What's number 2? So the number two is
1: that your goals need to be specific and they need to be measurable. So they can't be general, like, I just want to eat healthier or I just want to be more active, right? Like I'm getting (laughs) these responses back and I'm like, no, what does that mean exactly? Right? Like that's so, you can't just have this ambiguous, like, oh, I'm just going to be more active um, because you can't measure that. So then you don't know whether, you don't really know whether you've succeeded or failed, right? So, you know, I would ask them like, okay, well, let's get clear on that. Like how about eat one leafy green vegetable every day? Or what if we only have two glasses of wine per week or, you know, get your 10,000 steps per day, whatever those goals are, you know, they have to be specific and you have to be able to measure it to be able to check. Yes, I did it.
0: Or no, I did not. Mm, And this one I think is huge because so many times I hear women say, especially, I just want to eat healthier. I want to move my diet to more whole foods based. And it sounds great. Like it sounds like, yeah, that's a great goal to have. But really what you're saying is that's not necessarily like you, you really can start to sabotage your own health goals because it's not specific and it's not exactly measurable, right? Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And when you can get clear and you can dial that in, then you're able to really measure like, are you succeeding or not? Do you need to adjust or not?
0: Mm. And I think it's interesting too, just kind of coming from that lens of realizing that this, this number two point really comes back to what, what keeps you from reaching your goals. Because if you're not specific, you're not going to necessarily be reaching those goals. And I think sometimes um, we don't want to put expectations on ourselves or we want to be careful about the expectations we put on ourselves. And so maybe that's why we don't get so specific. Do you agree? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. We don't want it to be messy. We don't want to get, you know, get our hopes up and then fail. Right. And, Mm. you know, part of that is just learning to have grace with ourselves. Right. You know, we have this excellent example of, you know, like God doesn't expect perfection from us, but we expect perfection from ourselves. Right. So just being able to mimic the
0: grace that we're shown and, you know, get back on and, and readjust if need be. Mm, I think that's good. I think that that's one of those points that I just think is going to marinate with somebody listening. <laughs> I think it's marinating <laughs> a little bit right now. All right. So number three, what yeah, so, number three so, obstacle?
1: Yeah. Another obstacle I see that keeps people from following through is just not having a strategy. And again, like in these conversations I'm having with all the women in my Facebook group, I'm like, awesome. Like, we've got your goal now, you know, what are you going to, like, how are you going to get there? And what kind of struggles can you anticipate coming up? And there, if there isn't a strategy, there's no way to keep you moving forward in that positive direction in a deliberate way, right? Like if you decided to train for a marathon and, you know, you're just like, well, I'm just going to start running, right? And you just head out the door, you'd be really discouraged if you can like barely make it Mile right, like I used to do that. I used to say I was going to run races and I would train for like two days, and I'd be like, I just can't do this. But (laughs) if you, you know, download an app like a training app that gives you a strategy, so you know, three months to a 5k or something like that, then you know you have a plan and it gives you so much more confidence because you know you've got that strategy that's going to help take you to your goal. So, and that can look like so many different things, right? Like with your diet, if you are working with a coach or you have an accountability group or you're you know, working with someone who has done what you want to do before, right? You know there's a little bit of a plan behind it versus just, you know, heading out and not having like a clear trajectory for where you're going.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's two huge things with what you just said is one that proof, like knowing someone that has mm-hmm. has a similar goal as you and, and they've had some success, even if they're not exactly there yet, but what they're doing can be a huge clue. Um, but then also having a, a, a coach because I think you know, we are in such a day and age where, you know, you want to lose weight and you want to figure out like what the plan is. It's so overwhelming. Like, do you do low carb? Do you do keto? Do you do paleo? Do you try vegan? Do you just count macros? Like it's so complicated, mm-hmm. you know, with how many different plans or strategies out there. And that's why I think it's so great to have someone like you that can come alongside, that can be a coach that to really help you figure out your lifestyle and, your body composition and, and what really is going to work best for yeah. you as an individual. I think that that is so invaluable. Yes. And not everything has to be,
1: you know, some high ticket program that you join. There are lots of ways to still develop a strategy without, you know, without having, if you don't have the resources.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's where it gets overwhelming, at least for me, because yeah. you can get on Pinterest or anything <laughs> and you start, you get so lost, you know, yeah. you, you like type in weight loss into Pinterest and you find out diet plans you never even knew existed. Yes, 5,000 of them. <laughs> yeah, and then like the very next article that you find is like how that plan that you just thought was so great is actually really bad for your health and then the yeah. next one talks about how it's not and it's it gets it's, 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 it's so confusing, I think, it for can. people. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the idea too, about not even just the, the, the specific plan, but also thinking about the tools. Like you gave the example Mm -hmm. of the running app. And I think that there's so many tools out there available to help give you a little bit of structure, motivation and helping you reach your plan too. So that's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So we talked about having a clear why specific and measurable And having a strategy, what what other things we need to think about that could get in our way of us not achieving our goal?
1: Yeah. So I think that the kind of fourth and final piece is accountability. And nothing ensures success, (laughs) you know, like accountability and community when you know that you have someone to kind of answer to or someone who's counting on you or other people that you're kind of joining hands with and working towards the same goal. And I think that's why, you know, things like Weight Watchers and, you know, programs like that can be so helpful for people because of the community aspect of it. Because when we feel like we're not alone and we've got some, you know, we can look to our left and our right and see someone who is working on the same things we are. It's just, it's so powerful to help you keep going. Um, and like, I was, um, like I have a client that I was just on the phone with this morning and she has lost seven pounds in four weeks. And that's, you know, that's amazing. Right. I mean, we think of, we've had shows like the biggest loser, right? So we think like, oh, seven pounds in four weeks, isn't that great. Right. But it really is for, you know, like for a busy mom of three who isn't serving herself and isn't, um, you know, like, she's still like cooking for her family and you know going to work every day like doing her normal things and I asked her you know what she I was like okay so why do you think like you've had this success because I know that she's tried lots of diets in the past and she said that one of the this answer surprised me but she said that one of the things she said was that because she had the accountability with me and that because part of that accountability was that she made a financial investment which you know, especially as a mom, like there's so much guilt around investing in accountability for ourselves, right? Or investing in a coach. But she was saying, she said, told me, she said that if she decided that if she was paying for it and she knew I was calling her every single week, then she was going to follow the plan. And that was the big difference maker from maybe very good programs she'd had in the past, but you know, it was a book that she bought or a plan that she got from the internet, right? Just lacked that accountability aspect. So I think that there is, um, you know, there are so many, there's so many benefits to having community and accountability around you. And if you have to, you know, honestly, like if you have to put a little skin in the game, right, like if you have to invest a little bit, there is that added level there of accountability because you know, it hurts a little bit, right, to spend that money on ourselves. So um, it's hard to mimic that otherwise, right? It's hard to create community if it's not really around you. It's hard to recreate accountability
0: if that's not an actual part of your life. Oh yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I think, you know, the community piece of it is is big. I think based on different personality types, um, you know, there are, I'm I'm like thinking through some of my friends, right? Like there are some of my friends that if they if they were someone like was waiting on them or relying upon them, like they would absolutely do it. And I have other friends that they wouldn't even give it a second thought. They would totally flake out on the accountability <laughs> of the community. But I think that's where it comes down to really knowing yourself. Like what is going to really hold you in? Now I tend to be very frugal. So uh-huh. if I paid for something, then you you know, it's going to be hard for me to make the decision to pay for it. But once I pay for it, then that's it. It's yeah. messy. I don't care if it's someone's birthday. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going off my plan. I'm sticking to my goals because I paid for it. So yeah. I, think, I think knowing yourself too, and what's going to be the best accountability. I also have friends that are huge, um, like rebels. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes. so like accountability for them is, you know. The
1: accountability game. is tricky for a rebel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think it still has its play. Like you can, you know, at least my, my rebel friends can be a little bit competitive. And so that can be another way of, of bringing in some accountability.
1: Yeah. And with the community aspect too, like, I think no matter, you know, whether you're an upholder or, you know, any of those, the community aspect can be really powerful, whether you are using the community aspect as accountability or you're just, using it for support and encouragement. Um, Just knowing that there are other people that understand where you're at and are kind of in that journey with you, it can be really
0: powerful. I love it. I love it. So I love too that we're talking about, um, you know, what those obstacles could be because sometimes I think, you know, we're, like I said before, this is going live the first week in February and a lot of people have health goals that they started off the new year with. So I would challenge anyone who's listening right now to kind of self identify with the four things that Lindsay just walked through, just to see if any of those obstacles are ringing true to you right now, that are coming up for you right now, whether it's a lack of accountability or a lack of having a specific goal or strategy or not even dialing into why it is that you're wanting to make the changes that you're making. And get to where you want to go. I think that it's important to kind of do a little bit of self-reflection because obviously when we set a goal, we want to achieve it. So why do you think, Lindsay, that we would set a goal and then we lose motivation? Like why, why does that happen to us? Why don't we just like set the goal and then like, you know, tunnel in, focus in Mm -hmm. and get it done? Yeah. Why can't we just set the goal and accomplish it, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Why do we have to have obstacles? Oh my God. So part of that is when we've, if we have had, events in the past that we have lost motivation, right? Like we've started something and stopped, we've begun something and then quit. We've tried and failed, right? Our brain is trained to do that. Our brain is already, they're like, oh, we've done this before, right? So if you repeated those cycles in the past, it makes sense that that's what you're most likely to do again in the future. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, I, I hear that word motivation used a lot, right? And Like, I think that it's easy. You think because in that moment, when you make the goal, you're feeling very motivated. You think that motivation is going to be the thing that actually helps you achieve that goal. But the truth is that in order for you to really achieve those goals, you are going to have to keep doing the steps to get you there, even when you don't feel motivated, because motivation really comes and goes, right? And you can't just only act when you feel motivated and if you know that ahead of time going into it it can be a little easier because you're like oh that's right I knew I wouldn't feel like working up you know waking up early and working out every day that there was bound to be this day when I would rather sleep in Uh, You know, because eventually we're going to have a kid that gets sick. We're going to have a late night. We're going to get thrown off of our routine, right? And we are not going to, we're going to lose that motivation. We're not going to feel like following through on the things that are going to help lead us towards our goals. And I think it's really helpful to know, first of all, that anytime you start something new, the first week is the easiest, right? We think that that's the hardest. And if you're, you know, suffering from sugar withdrawals or something like that like yes the first week can be hard but the first week is when we're like all excited and we have all those endorphins because we like to plan and anticipate right and like buy the food that we're gonna prep Mm -hmm. and like you know shiny yes it is new and shiny and we're all fired up but then day eight is usually when things are not as fun anymore right (laughs) (laughs) that's when you're like oh gosh we're really doing this now aren't we so just knowing that ahead of time, like, okay, if we know that around day eight, we are going to, that motivation is going to be, you know, coming down. How can we set up parameters and structures so that we can stay on track even when we don't feel like it. Right. And that I think, Just as you were mentioning before, kind of comes back to knowing yourself a little bit. Like if you know your tendency, right, and you know that you are someone who, you know, if you make an appointment at the gym with a trainer, then you know you're going to show up because you've already paid for those sessions or something like that, right? Or if you know that you have cleared out the pantry of all the sweets because you know that by by day eight you don't have that same amount of willpower anymore, right? You can kind of structure your life a little bit to help you stay on track when that feeling is gone.
0: And um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love this so much because it really comes down to more of discipline than motivation, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, you know, we humans of the 21st century, like we don't really like being uncomfortable, right? Like all mm-hmm. of our environments are temperature controlled, right? We don't like to be too cold or too hot. We don't like to have any little, like we have quick fixes for every little ache and pain, right? And you know, just recognizing that the habits we have right now have gotten us to the state that we're currently in. And so if you want to make changes, you're going to have to form new habits. And that process, you know, even when we are feeling highly motivated, that process is uncomfortable, right? So we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And the more time we spend there, the easier it gets right? And struggle is part of the process. So when it feels like it's hard, right? And it's a little uncomfortable and we're not, you know, we're feeling a little cranky about it. That's not a negative thing. That's part of us pushing through to, you know, kind of what I said before, like transforming into that, that greater version of yourself. But you have to, the more time that you visit that place, that you sit in it, right? When you go out with everyone else and everyone else is having dessert and you're sipping on your water, right? The, more often that we do those things and we prove to ourselves like, Hey, I'm okay. I survived. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Then that helps to reinforce those, those habits that reinforces that discipline. So when the motivation is gone, you're in that group and it's not have It's it's not quite as much of a struggle.
0: I love it. It's almost like, um, you're rewriting the story Mm, Yes. of what your patterns are.
1: Yes. And you know, I like, think about our kids, right? Like my daughter this morning, she's like, I don't want to go to school. Like we make them go anyways. Right. So it's, we have, sometimes yep. have to have that same attitude with ourselves. Like, I don't really want to work out. Well,
0: you're going to the gym anyways. <laughs> I said the same thing to my son this morning. He was like, I don't want to go to school. And I said, well, I don't want to go to work, but I have to, and you yeah. have to, <laughs> we're going to suffer through today together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So when it comes to health goals too, because you know, it's, it's easy to be motivated if you want to lose like, you know, 20 pounds and you're getting specific and you can, you know, really think about like the benefits of, of what that's going to be and how fun it's going to be to go shopping and how you're going to feel. But it's a whole different thing when sometimes your health goals are just not that motivating, or you get to that period where, you know, you're, you've kind of been stagnant with your weight loss. So how do we find motivation or, or stay motivated Uh, to reach some of those health goals that maybe, you know, are not super exciting or (laughs) motivated, like
1: naturally motivating. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not all, you know, it's not like most health goals, like it's not sexy, right? Like it's not some like cool experience. Like a lot of it is, you know, discipline and, um, and just like, eating the right things like it can it can be a little boring but that's okay. Um, but I think so first I think it's super super important to write down your goals, right? To put pen to paper and to write those goals down. And we I mean we know this. You've talked about this on your show before, right? Like the power of writing mm-hmm. down your goals. And I think it's also important like I have all my clients write down their why too, right? Like not just think about it but actually write it down and spend a little time thinking, you know, anticipate your struggles, right? Because they will come up. What's that situation that you find yourself in where it's hard to make a healthy choice you know think about why you know different aspects are challenging why that goal is challenging so you can figure out what kind of support you need and then once you know what kind of support then you can you know you can go out and get that help right like do you need healthy recipes that taste good good once you kind of drill down and figure that that's what you need then you can go put that into action like do you need your husband to stop bringing tortilla chips into the house is that like like i was talking to a client about that this morning cuz like if i didn't eat two handfuls of chips every night before dinner i'm like well let's you know let's drill down what do we need to do to get those chips out of the house um so you know writing things down writing down your why writing down what your struggles are going to be that all I think really can help you can help you stay motivated and to do it often you know um so not only do you need to write them down but it doesn't do you any good to just write them down once but I really think that you need to review them and review them often because that's going to keep that really at the forefront of your mind which is going to help you you know maintain that feeling of motivation And there was a podcast I was listening to a few weeks ago, and this coach had her clients every single day go through this practice where they took a blank piece of paper and they drew four circles, right? Like in a box. And in the top left-hand corner, they wrote down what their weight loss goal was for the year. She was specifically a weight loss coach. And then in the top right, they wrote down what their goal was for the month. And then in the bottom left, they wrote down what their goal was for the week. And then in the bottom right, they wrote down the things that they needed to do that day to get to their goal. And I was like, that is so powerful to do that every single day. I mean, it takes one minute, two minutes, but to see your goals and to write them down, there's just something so powerful about writing things down.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: to only have to think like, yes, you're keeping the big picture in mind, your overall goal, your month goal, your week goal, but then to have to write down what are the things you just need to do today in order to get closer to your goal. I think that can be like, if you get to get that kind of a habit going, that will really keep you motivated and on track.
0: That is hugely powerful. Yeah, I know. I was like, that is really good. (laughs) I mean, you could apply that same thing to any goal that you have. I might have to try that and see how that works. And I think, you know, the other page, the other piece around this too, as far as staying motivated or keeping that motivation when it starts to wane, I think is surrounding yourself, going back to that community piece. And that's why, one of the reasons why I love to follow you on Instagram is, you know, it. when I go into Instagram, which is like my go-to, like meh, you know, my numbing after work, you know, kind of scroll through. But when I'm seeing the, the different pictures from you and other people that I follow that are Um, health coaches or just really healthy in their lifestyle and to see pictures that they're sharing of what they're eating or of things that they found or what they're doing for their workouts. It's motivating and it kind of puts you in that place that you're surrounding yourself. You know, like that saying you, you become like the five people that you surround yourself with. And so I think it's important too that we look at social media and Social media is easier than like real life. You know, you can't exactly cut out your husband for bringing home tortilla chips and be like, "You are out." <laughs> I hit my goal, you're out. But yeah. it's easier with social media, you know, to really to to surround yourself with the right kind of motivational messages absolutely. Yeah. Being really kind of guarding the inputs, right. And influencing you there. Yeah. That's so good. Lindsay, these tips have been so helpful. I know they've been extremely helpful to me and I'm sure everyone listening completely agrees. Now, where can people learn more about you, your meal plans, find you on Instagram, all of that good stuff. Yes. So I love Instagram. I'm there every day, as you know.
1: Um, And I'm at lindsay.lives.well and that's Lindsay with an A-Y. And And then I'm also on Facebook. Same thing, Lindsay Young. And yeah, my website is lindsayliveswell.com. I've got my meal plans there and then uh, my coaching
0: programs there as well. Fantastic. And I highly encourage everyone to go and follow Lindsay. Go check out her website and everything that she has there because she's got a lot of really great free resources there too. I love being on your email list because the recipes you send are so valuable plus all of the motivation and tips too. So Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me back. There you have it. I hope that these tools that she shared with you today are really helpful for you as you are working towards your health goals this year. Even if you don't have any big health goals, I think we can all agree being healthy is something that we're all called to do as we follow God. And like we talked about in this episode, it really comes down to discipline. And as followers of Christ, that is one of the virtues that we can strive for, to be disciplined in everything that we do. Now, if you found the content in today's show helpful for you and you have not yet subscribed to the show, I hope that you do so. And you go and you download the app so that you have even more tools to help set you up for success in every area of life, every part of life that you are working to balance. And I just want to say too, I want to thank our Life Balance members for helping to support this show. In addition to supporting the show, as a member, they have access to a whole catalog of courses to help them create more balance in their life and resources to help them grow in all eight areas of life. And did you know that you can try it for free for seven days? In that seven day trial, you'll have access to the very first course called Clear the Chaos. Now, if you're like, I am not one to sit at a computer and do courses, the first course is an audio course. So each day for the first seven days, you can just hit play, do the exercises as outlined, and I really designed that first course to bring you balance immediately, give you immediate relief to the chaos. That is surrounding you in your day-to-day and of course all of that is found inside of the your life rocks app so go down to your app store and download it today i want to thank you so much for spending time with me today and hanging out and really investing in yourself you should give yourself a little pat on the back because you know what life is busy life is full and you are making time to continue to grow and do amazing things which makes you awesome so until next week keep building a life that rocks. Bye.